Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Netflix and Swill podcast, your source for big rig, ice road, tough boys. We're going to punch all the bad boys on the ice road. Meet me. Oh, look out. The ice is cracking. Look out for the pressure waves. The the 30 inch ice does the thing like from the wave pool at Sandcastle. To be fair, ice does that. I don't think it does it that dramatically. Uh, also, how did Roland Emmerich not uh, direct that movie? I'm fine. How are you? Uh, first of all, you didn't even introduce yourself. I didn't hear you introduce yourself. So I couldn't say, uh, and I'm truck, truck, truck. <laughs> uh, I'm Caleb, and I'm uh, going to get my leg caught in the tow cable. <laughs> and get pulled to the bottom of the ocean and die within truck. the first 35 minutes of the movie and somehow still get second billing yeah uh we'll get to that uh so yes <laughs> how are you uh yeah i'm okay by the time you hear this i'm already at my uh new new job there you go um so Hopefully that's going well for future Caleb, uh, because current Caleb is like starting to realize that it's happening like presently, like at at this at this very moment almost, mm. and uh, is becoming nervous. Don't be a fucking bitch. Just fucking. It's your same job. It's just in a different spot. It's the same. I just I just want to do well and not seem like a fucking idiot. Well, don't worry, Caleb. I master both sides of that at my job. I do well, <laughs> and everyone assumes I'm an idiot, except for when I do very good work. Cool. Although I don't like being told that I do very good work. It's, I, I, I'm weird. It's like, hey, I know I do good work. You don't have to tell me. So like, people are like, hey, good job on that thing. I'm like, eh, don't say that. Just shut the, <laughs> Just shut the fuck up. Well, uh, most of the time we start the show with a, a segment called What's Your Swill? Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans! Stay away from the cans! Uh, and since we skipped it last week, I will ask you, Dan, what, what are you drinking uh, as we record today? Uh, V&T. Nothing special. Uh, it's just regular old Tito's and tonic. Uh, That's cool. Um, I was uh, having a a Labatt Blue, uh, the official beer of sports. And uh, uh, I'm trying to think if it's the official beer of hockey anymore. I don't think it is. I think it's Miller Lite. But uh, yeah, I uh, I finished my last one of those while I was watching the Ice Road. Uh, so now I'm having one of my wife's blue moon, uh, which is fine, I guess. 
It doesn't have the thing you're allergic to? Nah, nah. It's, uh, it's, it goes down pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't, I don't know, like, specifically what ingredient, uh, it is that makes me sick in some beers, but, like, hmm. um, I don't know, whatever causes it to have sulfites. Okay. Makes my throat start to close, and I am in severe pain for hours. Uh, I mean, existence is pain, so just remember that. That's true. Um, We do another podcast. Uh, You can listen to that if you want. Uh, It's called Stacking Triggers. It's about magic cards, and we do it. Yeah, uh, this week's epi is all about uh, land bases and how to make them. Uh, I'm fairly confident in my abilities to make a two-color mana base. Uh, Beyond that, though, good God, it's probably a shit show. Yeah, so come and listen to my TED Talk, and you'll learn how to play a game where imaginary wizards fight dragons. Mm -hmm. Quite the thing, podcast awards. They're still happening. You can still vote for us in them. Uh, the link is in the show notes if you would like to do such a thing. They still go on for, I think it was 41 days uh, as of recording last week. Uh, so now, Simple Math says we're down to 34 days. Until you can't vote for us anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Vote for us. Maybe we'll uh, Maybe we'll be cool, fancy people. Yeah, maybe we'll be popular. Yeah. And uh, other than that, our uh, our good friend Casey Moore over at What's on Netflix uh, published an article about uh, his top net- Netflix podcasts, and uh, since he's far too good to us, uh, we're on it. But uh, if you're curious about other Netflix-centric podcasts, and you're uh, a crazy person like we are that watches a an unhealthy, I would say, amount of Netflix content. Mm-hmm. Uh, go check that out, and you'll you'll find some new shows to scratch that itch, I guess. Yeah! There's some shows on there. They exist. They have different opinions than us. Uh, A.K.A. the wrong ones. Big true. <laughs> uh, and with that, uh, I don't think there's any other announcements. Uh, actually, there is one. I forgot to put it on here. Uh, I did a special report of F9, Fast and Furious 9, uh, which you can find on this feed. It's literally the episode that came out right before this one. So uh, if you're one of those people that needs an opinion on Fast and Furious before you go see it, it's there for you. Uh, if you're one of those people that hates Fast and Furious and complains about it incessantly online, uh, fuck off. If Fast and Furious 10 isn't in space, I'm going to be so mad. Um, let's do some news. Oh, shit, it's mail time. Probably the biggest news uh, this week, and it would have been the biggest news circa 2018 as well. Uh, oh, how the turntables. Netflix assigns an output deal with Amblin Studios, whose production head is uh, Steven Spielberg. Yes. That's Steven Spielberg, who three years ago complained very publicly that Netflix movies should only be considered for Emmys and not Oscars. As of now, it's unclear what Amblin movies will be coming to Netflix. So, this is the big news, because... So it's that Steven Spielberg and not Steven Spielbergo. That's true. Uh, (laughs) 
Get me his non-union Mexican equivalent. <laughs> Schindler is bueno. Monsieur Burns is El Diablo. It's Why true. do you say Monsieur? Senor. That's the boy. You still got some Lupin in you. I know languages. Yeah. I, I guess the the dump the money dump truck got big enough. I just can't believe that he would do it for all that money. I know. I just want him to come out and say, "Hey, I was wrong." That's it. I, I just want him I, to come out and say, "Hey, I don't, I don't care about art. I'm just doing it for cash because it's my job, and I have right. no integrity. I'm Steven Spielberg. Fuck you. Here's a dinosaur and a shark." I mean, the dude's already won his awards. It doesn't matter at this point for him. Or it really shouldn't matter for him at this point anyway. But, I mean, fine. His his production's been kind of uneven. Like, his stuff's been kind of middling, which Netflix already has a dearth of middling content on their platform anyway. So, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens here. Um. All right. Streaming ratings are down across the board year over year by as much as 40%, according to the Entertainment Strategy Guys. Comparison of the Nielsen ratings from April 2020 and April 2021. Uh, gee, let me guess. Is it because uh, the the pandemic is drawing to its conclusion and people have the ability to go do things other than watch Netflix? Uh, so more people are... They're they're choo- they're choosing to not watch Project Power where he gets mantis shrimp powers, and instead they're going out and uh, I don't know doing mass shootings again or whatever Americans do. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean that's it. I've been saying that since the extraction numbers came out, where it was like ninety million people watched Extraction, and I just went, yeah, I'm sure ninety million people watched Extraction because uh, it came out in the middle of the pandemic where there was literally nothing else to do. Yeah. I'm just happy I have something quantifiable to show that I was right the whole time. And that uh, 2021 streaming ratings are probably more correct than 2020s were. It's true. Um, Jamie Foxx's sitcom Dad Stop Embarrassing Me has been canceled after one season. Interestingly, in the article by Nellie Andrews of Deadline, the fact that Netflix doesn't do pilots was brought up. Uh, not as a direct reason for cancellation, but just generally. It was just a weird anecdote. And Casey Moore pointed out to me, he was like, why would you bring that up unless Netflix themselves? And I, and I kind of interpolated this next part, but like, why would, why would you bring this up if Netflix doesn't like, quote unquote, blame the fact that sitcoms don't stick because they don't do pilots? Mm-hmm. And then... The question is, well, then just do pilots? Yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird thing that they threw out in the article for some fucking reason. Yeah, I guess I guess I never really thought about that with Netflix, but like they basically pony up like the whole budget, like they buy an entire season and have no real indication how that's going to perform before it actually hits the platform. Right. Uh, but it's not all doom and gloom, uh, Daniel. Uh, Netflix has re- renewed uh, the Wanda Sykes, Kim Fields, and Mike Epps-led sitcom The Upshaws for a second season. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, 
They renewed it for a 16-episode second season. Oh, nice. Uh, I I will look it up now to see what the first season was in terms of episode length. Give me one moment. I keep forgetting, but I need to watch that fucking show. Wanda Sykes is so goddamn funny. Oh, my God. Now we'll be talking about her in a minute. Uh, it was ten episodes in the first season. So, interesting they're going up only six. Because... If they went up, if it was originally eight and then went up to 16, that would tell me they're not doing anymore. So I guess this is just them being like, hey, we're trying to move closer to the 22 episode format of normal sitcoms. And also, they're probably going to break it up into eight episode parts. So season two is going to be have like a part one. uh, And then three months later, uh, part two is going to come out. Hmm. That's my guess. My guess is that it'll have a part three and then be canceled because it's a show about people of color and Netflix always has to do the thing that's going to make them look the worst. Uh, it's true. <laughs> uh, I'm not bitter about one day at a time. Shut up. You're crying. No, it's fine that they canceled it, but it goes back to the fact that they, they seemingly blamed the audience for the fact that it wasn't successful. Yeah, and it's like, what, what kind of optic shit are you doing here? Like, who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> hey, we we killed your favorite show, and it's your fault. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Santa didn't come this year because uh, you didn't clean your room. Uh, and now it's time to move over into downstream, the segment where we talk about. Uh, the worst fucking thing you've ever seen. Baby, I can't control the internet. That's my favorite line! Uh, do you mean the best? I mean, sure. Because, uh, we got the trailer for a show called Sexy Beasts. Uh, hoping to say goodbye to superficial dating, real-life singles sport elaborate makeup and prosthetics to put truly true blind date chemistry to the test. Uh, that's the entire description. Uh, let me tell you what it actually is. It's, uh, it's people dressed up like animals that have to date each other and be put in, like, pseudo-sexual situations where they're, like, making out and, like... <laughs> like, what what is this? Like, the trailer opens, uh, with a girl who just has the head of a panda bear uh and she is uh having what looks to be a, a fancy charcuterie plate uh with a a guy that looks like a minotaur mm-hmm. uh and she's just really quickly saying like i want to get married i want to have kids like at least by the time i'm 26 uh you know how much money do you make what's your sperm count <laughs> <laughs> Well, I drink Mountain Uh, Dew, so not very high. Uh, And then it spirals downward from there. Uh, There's a guy who is just a scarecrow. Yep. Uh, There's a woman who has, like, like a featureless rubber, like, mold put over her head that then just has, like, a fucking dorsal fin and, like, dolphin proboscis fucking thing attached to it. Uh, which is haunting. Yep. Uh, there's 
a baboon making out with Satan, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a guy who is just a grasshopper uh, who is shooting skeet with, like, a cheetah. Uh, there's one guy who, like, I don't even know what the fuck he's supposed to be. Like, a squid, maybe? He just has, like, weird bulbous brainy head. Uh, there's... I don't know. If you're a furry... Oh, you're gonna love this you're, shit. You're gonna you're love this shit. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I never watched the trailer by itself. Uh, I watched the trailer through Gerald's eyes as Gerald did a react video. Yeah, because it's beasts. amazing. Uh, within within one second of the trailer starting, his <laughs> eyes basically bulge out of his fucking head, and they stay like that for the entire one length of the trailer. It was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, a, a show so good that it rendered Gerald brain dead. Uh, so, we're definitely uh, this watching comes, this. Yeah, I can't yes, wait. This this comes out on July 21st. Uh, this is the companion piece to He-Man, uh, Masters of whatever whatever that's called. I don't know what it's called. Uh, He-Man Masters of Revelation? Resurgence? He-Man Legacy? He-Man... He-Man Fallout? <laughs> <laughs> the, the He-Man Ultimatum? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> uh <laughs> He-Man Supre- he- He-Man Supremacy uh He-Man Village He-Man Tokyo he- Drift he-, he uh He-Man Beyond Thunderdome <laughs> uh He-Man with a Vengeance Are are these movie title puns working for anybody Live Free or Die He-Man <laughs> Oh man, I'm glad that we uh follow the the rule of 12s in comedy. <laughs> uh no, we're just fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh next trailer is for The Harder They Fall. Uh it's a western. When outlaw Nat Love, uh Jonathan Majors discovers that his enemy Rufus Buck, Idris Elba, is being released from prison, he rounds up his gang to track Rufus down and seek revenge. Those riding with him in this assured, righteously new school western include his former love, Stagecoach, Ma- Stagecoach Mary, played by Zazie Beetz, uh, his right and left hand men, hot-tempered Bill Pickett, uh, Eddie Gathigi? I don't know how to say that, uh, and fast-drawing Jim Beckworth, R.J. Seiler, uh, and a surprisingly adversary, a surprising adversary turned ally. Rufus Buck has his own fearsome crew, including treacherous Trudy Smith, Regina King, uh, and Cherokee Bill, Lakeith Stanfield. And they are not a group that knows how to lose. Uh, this is directed by James Samuel, written by Samuel and Boaz Yakin. A uh, bunch of other credits. Uh, the important, uh, The important thing that I have to add to this is that... Uh, a, a guy who should have won an Oscar is in this. Uh, that is correct. Delroy Lindo. So mm-hmm. I, I'm excited for this. It looks really fucking good. Uh, I love Jonathan Majors. Um, I'm quite fond of Idris Elba when he's not a CGI cat. Uh, I fucking <laughs> love Zazie Beats. So uh, this looks really good. My my only complaint with the trailer is that it's uh, a Western and everybody's like extremely clean that is the only problem yeah but it's like it's a new school western like it's fine that's kind of how they do things so 
Yeah. Yeah, like you got the like Charles Bronson, of course, being like in like bronze face, but he was also very dirty the entire time. And uh, once upon a time in the West, was it once upon a time in the West? Is that the right one I'm thinking of? What's the what's the one where he plays yes. the harmonica? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, um, whatever. I don't care. Uh, all I'm here for is awesomeness, and uh, that's what this movie is gonna be. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Super stylish. I can't wait. All right. Uh, last and least is uh, a trailer for an animated uh, superhero or spy or something show uh, that's coming to Netflix. It's called Q-Force. Never hide who you are unless you're undercover. Q-Force, the first queer spy division, is coming to Netflix on September 2nd. Now, I... Do you remember Super Drags? Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, Long-time yeah. listeners of the show will remember Super Drags. Uh, a show that I wanted very much to like, but... Uh, Netflix's next big controversy... Um, they They specifically call out, like, pandering to the gay community in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But this is, like, the most pandering thing community. ever. Um, finally, something that homophobes and homosexuals can agree on, and it's hating Q-Force. <laughs> uh, so the like to dislike ratio on the YouTube trailer, uh, is 5.5 thousand like, 44,000 dislike. Oh my god, I didn't realize it was that bad. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna read you some YouTube comments. Oh boy, loving that likes to dislikes ratio. Nothing screams pandering and doing it horribly, like hypersexualizing everyone and making them hyper flamboyant. Uh, Gay community, we are more than stereotypes. Please don't reduce us to one-dimensional caricatures. Netflix, hold my beer, queen. Yeah, slay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Finally, conservative Christians in the LGBTQ community can agree on something. Uh, uh-huh. that this show is bad, I guess. Sure. Uh, well, they really united the people. Everyone hates this garbage. Clown face emoji. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the gay Luigi for 10 hours video is better LGBT representation. Okay. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to say. You know, it, it looks like a show. Uh, yeah, that's it. It looks like a show. Yeah. Uh, it'll come out. Netflix won't apologize. People on Twitter will be angry about it. Uh, and then Mm -hmm. it'll fade into obscurity. Yeah. Just like, uh, Super Drags, which almost immediately got canceled. Titmouse. Why do I know Titmouse? Who is Titmouse? That's who's doing the animation. Is it a mouse with breasts? We make Uh, cartoons. Titmouse did, uh, like, I know their vanity card at the end of stuff, and it's uh, a blue bird that goes chirp. Oh, they, so they're the animation studio behind Big Mouse, so that's great. They did Uh, the Midnight Gospel. Ooh. Yeah, they they did did a bunch of Adult Swim stuff. They did Black Dynamite. They did Super Jail. Uh, they did China, Illinois. 
Oh, they did that uh, Rick and Morty, like, run the jewels crossover thing where they dropped acid and then everything, like, freaked out. Son of Zorn. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, the big thing that... Right. Because there was one show that I used to watch all the time that had their fucking card at the end of it, and I can't remember. Oh, they did Legend of Korra. Wait, what? The fucking animation in Legend of Korra is great. Well... Oh, they did the, uh... Uh... Oh, they do, like, a lot of the... Oh, they did Venture Brothers. Community where they were in a video game. They did that. Yeah. They do Venture Brothers. That's where it is. Yeah. Or, like, later seasons of Venture Brothers. Megas XLR. That was it. See, I've never seen that. I didn't know Me- what that uh, was. Metalocalypse. That's that was okay. That is the big one that I. Yeah. They did the whole thing. That's okay. Okay, that answers that question. Okay. Well, now that we've solved that mystery, uh, I don't have any quick hits. I do I you? don't either. I I was going to so I got show paralysis because like. I finished Ice Ro- uh, the Ice Road, and I went, oh, I want to start watching Gundam. And then uh, I looked at my list, and all the Gundam movies are in there. And I went, eh, they're about two hours. I want to go check out this uh, Mobile Suit Gundam UC. Uh, and that takes place in the same timeline as the Gundam movies, but after. So then I was like, well, shit. I guess I have to watch the Gundam movies. But then I felt <laughs> sleepy. So I didn't watch the Gundam movies before we started recording. Because I was sleeping. And then I played Halo and, to wake uh, up. And I decided not to watch anything else because I'm trying to introduce Vanessa to Earthbound. So we started playing that. Uh, Port Mother 3, you cowards. Oh god, I've ruined it. <laughs> you've, you've really done it now. Uh, uh, there we go, I fixed it. Uh, for those of you wondering, I destroyed our fucking show doc. Also, uh, it's it's funny because uh, on the Google Doc, like I can see where your cursor is at and stuff, uh, and your name is coming up as Anonymous Ibex. Oh, really? Yeah, which is uh, an Ibex is a kind of antelope. <sighs> uh, but yeah, let's let's do a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the Ice Road. Uh, a movie that someone spent a bunch of money on to make. The Netflix and Swill podcast is brought to you by our patrons. Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Nick Haskins, Ashley the Bubby Gorski, Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, Jimmy De La Rosa, Chris Yaney, Brianna Petty, Nate Wade, Alan Gallarisi, Duty Dutram, Casey Moore, The Nerd Revert, and Dan's Mom. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at netflixandswill.com slash Patreon. Buy some shit. Visit netflixandswill.com slash merch. Leave a review and tell me how good I'm getting at public speaking. Visit netflixandswill.com slash Apple Podcasts. Thanks for letting us live our dreams of being professional idiots. We now return you to your regularly scheduled banter. 
Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get into our main review topic for the week, The Ice Road. The Ice Road is a new uh, adventure drama thriller film on Netflix. Uh, it is a stunning 5.5 out of 10, uh, so it's a full 0.3 stars above Tall Girl. Uh, after a remote diamond mine collapses in far northern Canada, a big rig ice road driver must lead an impossible rescue mission over a frozen ocean to save the trapped miners. Uh, this is written and directed by Jonathan Hensley uh, and stars Liam Neeson, Marcus Thomas, Lawrence Fishburne, and Amber Midthunder. I I added uh, the last one because she's basically like the second main character. Yep. Uh, and they don't credit her on the poster or in like the top billing on IMDb. And I have a problem with that, <sighs> uh, which we'll talk about pretty soon. Uh, yeah, sure. I don't know if I can say this. I'm just going to say it. We'll go with this. I always like native names, like native last names, because they always sound so fucking cool. Yeah, it's fucking badass. Mid Thunder, super fucking awesome. And it's like. Like, I'm not, I'm not native, like, I don't know, like, I don't want to be insensitive to their culture, but, like, it's like, it's like their very names are a celebration of their culture. Mm hmm So, I don't think that's bad to say. No. Hopefully. Uh, I, I hope know. not. I try to be sensitive to everybody, but, like, I don't know. Y'all got badass names. It's, it's cool, and yeah. I like it. Uh. That doesn't mean I'm going to try to appropriate it. Uh, Caleb Brown man. Wait, no. I don't know. My mom calls me Brown Bear, so. Uh, oh. <laughs> I guess I guess that could be it. Uh okay then. Uh so I guess I'll go first uh, with what I thought about the movie. Uh, and what I thought about the movie is uh f fucking yikes. This movie sucks so much. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. Yeah, there's stuff that I like about it. There's uh, there's like some tense little like action bits that mm -hmm. I kind of got invested in where it's like, oh, no, we got another another big problem. How are we going to solve it? Um, But I don't know. It's like Liam Neeson doesn't know what the fuck to do. I don't know, man. Like he's fought everything. Kidnappers, drug dealers, uh, fucking wolves. Watch him fight. The road. Yeah. Watch this old man growl about how hard it is to drive his truck, and he is quite a good driver of the truck. But it's it's a movie about him driving the truck as hard as he can. Right, <laughs> like like this isn't the most poorly conceived piece of shit ever, but like it's a, it's a movie about him driving very hard. I was really invested for about like the first thirty five minutes. Uh, there's a there's a a, ca a character. Fuck it, we're gonna do spoilers. Spoilers for this movie. We don't like it. It's not good. Thank Let you. me just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends. Okay, I could describe it. Um, imagine you're in a room. No, no, like no, no, no. I don't want to know how it ends. I haven't seen the beginning. Uh, yeah, yet. but the ending is awesome. So if I could just play the bitch, this is what you always do. You always spoil stuff uh, for me. No, I don't. And if I could just play the ending for you real quick, then we'll discuss that. Motherfucker, you always spoil everything before I get a chance okay, to see it. Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now. So we have that. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne, when he fucking dies, like that's when the movie halts, basically, and just stops 
Like, I just yeah. stopped caring. And it's not because he dies. It's just there's, like, as soon as he dies, like, and there's an entire shift in how the movie kind of, like, runs for me. And I just stopped caring. Right. And he dies in such a fucking stupid and drawn out way, too. But it's like, so he gets second billing on the poster. He's in this movie for about 10 minutes. Right. And if those 10 minutes, because like I said, they're, they're in the first 35, where you're like, oh my god, Lawrence Fishburne's going to be like a real main character in this movie. And then he's not. He's not. He just isn't. He just goes away, and then it's over. And it's like, but Amber Midthunder, like you said, is the second main character. In the movie, like her, her entire goal is to get to the place because her brother is trapped in the mine and that is her character motivation. And then it's just like, ah, fuck her. No one cares. Well, like that was the part of the story that I was invested in. And like, that's, that's what I wanted to see. But like, I don't know. The movie did everything in its power to take that away from me without just like having her unceremoniously killed. Um, as it stands, like, what is meant to be the heart and soul of this movie is uh, Liam Neeson's relationship with his brother, Gertie, uh, who is a veteran and, like, kind of has post-traumatic stress disorder and has developed aphasia, uh, which is a, a, like, a mental disorder where you basically, like, it's like word salad, like, instead of like expressing your thoughts clearly you say a bunch of random shit so like Liam Neeson can understand it but like everybody else thinks that he's like mentally retarded or something right but like i i like that character and i like their relationship but like they dangle that in front of you like oh are, are, are we going to kill are we going to kill the younger brother Oh, are we going to kill him and make Lee- Liam Neeson very sad? Are we going to do it? Oh, oh, we're we're going to do it. Nope, no, we're not. Wait, yes, we are. And it just fucking goes on and on like that. And it's... Man, I don't know. Right. I don't know about this one, bud. Because I feel like when you tease a character death, you can't then go and kill them later in the movie. <laughs> can't do it you can't tease the character death three times and then have them very very slowly crushed by a truck and uh i I like how he's crushed by the truck but uh shows no physical deformity in any way shape or form after he's crushed by the truck well it just turns all of his bones into dust oh well i mean uh if that's the case he should have been fucking jelly (laughs) i don't know he got like crushed between the truck and like uh, a what like a metal grate like a chain link fence gate basically. basically so like he very could very easily could have been just like pulped and pushed through it i guess yeah if this was a different movie they would have done that <laughs> i mean they had i think this, this was like fucking event horizon <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i would have loved that that would have been awesome if it was event horizon <laughs> But like, uh, this is a PG thirteen movie. They have they have their chance to do their one fuck, and they don't do it. Like one one character very, uh, very noticeably says, "What the freak, man!" And it's like, uh, why? 
Say what the fuck? You're PG thirteen. You're allowed one. Don't you know yeah. the rules? I don't know. I hate the bad guy. Like his whole thing is he's trying to. So like the thing is the mine collapses because like the company intentionally like didn't follow safety protocols. Right. Uh, so now they're trying to cover it up, and their plan to do that is to look like they're trying to get these ice road truckers to bring life-saving equipment. Uh, but actually they're going to make sure that they can't, uh, while also simultaneously making sure that everybody who's sealed in the mine dies there, which is fucking diabolical. Uh, but like that's, they're just, they're leaning into it Mm -hmm. because corporations are bad. Right. So like bad things start to happen. And, like, a truck falls through the ice road and drags Lawrence Fishburne to the cold womb of the ocean, and he, he returns to uh, the, the bosom of the earth, which bore him into existence <laughs> in the first place, he, I suppose. Uh, in, re- uh, in reality, and, he, he went to go film Matrix 4. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, the bad guy's like, oh shit, oh no, oh god, what's happening, while, like unbeknownst to us like he knows full well that he did it but like i guess is trying to feign incompetence that like he's just totally freaking out about everything right and i i guess it kind of makes sense because he tries to convince them to go back and liam neeson's like back we can't go back oh no you gotta put more irish into your voice because Liam Neeson, despite the fact that he's been doing American Hard stars cinema, shows. we can't go back. Uh, despite the fact that Liam Neeson has been doing, uh, you know, in- American accents for yeah. uh, decades, uh, he can't actually do an American accent. There's still his, yeah. his remnants of his of his home language. Um, but I mean. There's just a pivot point where, like, when we, the audience, find out that he's the bad guy, he becomes, like, the most capable, unkillable badass that the world has ever seen. Right. Um, And, like, he's he's like a tick, this man. Like, you just cannot get rid of him. And, like, they, they kill him about nine times in the movie uh, before finally, like, they make him go into the ocean before they finally uh, kill him they they finally reunite him with his dad Lawrence Fishburne <laughs> did you recognize the bad guy from anything uh should i have i mean maybe i i i went oh i recognize that guy but then i was like why do i recognize that guy uh and he's from i from Jessica Jones he was like the super powered guy that helps her at one point i can't remember if it's season 2 or season 3 but uh, y- yeah, he's from that. And I'm like, oh, oh, that wuss. Okay, no wonder I don't find him threatening. Huh. He also was Abraham Lincoln in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, a movie that probably a couple people saw. Eh, yeah, exactly a couple. When he becomes the bad guy, he is the bad guy. And then it's just like, there's no more nuance or subtlety. Uh, like it, he has to play the race card in order for her, like in, in in order for everyone to realize that Tantu is the bad person because she's native and therefore a bad person. And they're like, well, fucking tie her up. And then he's like, okay, cool. I'm going to fuck with these two now. And then shit happens. And it's just like, guys, what, 
what's going on here? <sighs> what would you rate the ice road? <laughs> I, I was entertained for the first 35 minutes. And like I said, when, when Lawrence Fishburne goes down, uh, so too does the movie. Uh, and after that, I just stopped caring and everything was stupid afterwards. Uh, one and a half. I'm going to go two, I suppose. I don't know. I This movie is very stupid. My biggest problem with it is still that, like, they don't give the native actress who is the second main character, like, billing above a better known name who's in the movie for 10 minutes. And the other baffling thing is that this got a pretty good marketing push from Netflix. Like this, they promoted the hell out of this when, whenever the the trailer came out, like, let me, let me go look at the trailer right now on, on their uh, YouTube channel. Oh, so the trailer only got like 177,000 views. And then like, Netflix put this on their uh, Geek Week stream for some fucking reason. I, I don't know why, but okay, good for them. Like, it, it just had, like, this really weird marketing push that, like, I don't know why you're proud about this movie when it's just so badly made. Like, we didn't even talk about how bad the CGI is. It's not great. It's like Sharknado levels of bad. So, yeah. So, yeah, next week, uh, we're doing Fear Street Part 1, correct? That is correct. Uh, I'm trying, well, I'm looking to see, uh, I think Gerald said he wanted to do this. I'll have to confirm with him. Uh, I want to hate it just so I can yell at Gerald my entire life. Uh, And in our third segment, we'll be doing a cautionary tale of Netflix, and it's your choice. So... Uh, give us the suffering. Hmm. Uno momento, por favor. Take your time. <sighs> See, I'm tempted to, to do something, like, as kind of a throwback to when we would, like, randomly do, like, Tinkerbell and shit, and just watch something that's, like, super girly and stupid. Um... I don't know. I think I think I'm gonna do. Uh, I think I'm gonna do a dick pic. We haven't done that in a while. Okay. Let me uh, look up a random random word. All right. Um. So we're doing a dick pic. If you've never listened to the show before, or like you have forgotten because we haven't done dick pics in quite a while. Um, dick pics is where we take a random dictionary word, uh, search it on Netflix, and watch something associated with it. Uh. So my word is producer, and we're going to watch Beats. On Chicago's south side, hip-hop prodigy August Monroe navigates crippling anxiety and new creative frontiers with the help of an unlikely mentor. Okay. All right, tell them stuff, Dan. Uh, Well, you can find the show at NetflixAndSwill.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things Netflix and Swill, such as uh, links to other podcast providers. Uh, our Patreon page, where you can contribute to us at any level and make us watch something at the $5 level, if you f- so feel like it. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you to Space Weather for the use of our theme song, Bitter. And until next week, we'll see you next Tuesday.
Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.